Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, December 19th, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. It is our holiday edition of Hockey Night in New York. We got Brian Compton of NHL.com joining us tonight. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> wow. Happy holidays, Shawnee. Happy holidays. You got the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. That's great. Love the hat. Thank you. Yeah. It was given to me by someone. Was it? Yeah. What a lovely gift yeah. before Christmas. Could have been a nicer hat. Wow. Could have been a nicer hat. Starting off on a great foot here. I want to welcome you all. Talking on New York on Twitch.tv. Everyone's pretty fired Sle- up today. <laughs> yes. A lot of people coming in hot. Looking forward to it. Today may not have gone as we all wanted, but we're going to try to have some fun anyway and start with reminding you that we are thrilled to be presented by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. It is the best place to catch the aisles when you can't be at the game. Head down for great food and drink specials, plenty of HDTVs, and in-game sound. Also happy to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip with their big grand opening yesterday. Good stuff over there. And Don't of course, get that mixed up with 217 Central Islip. Right, right, which is oddly enough another deli, which yeah. we uh, found out for ourselves yesterday trying to, Find to show up. New, yeah. Yeah. We ended up at the Central Islip location that was wrong, then the East Islip, but we made it, supported Donnie, great stuff over there, congratulations to him for opening up the new store, best of luck, and of course, at UBS Arena in Belmont, they're an official partner of the New York Islanders, check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for all of their great offerings, yeah. and happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country, if you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service and proud to be sponsored by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, creator of the Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations at the Islanders' brand new home in UBS Arena, and even more distributors across the country from coast to coast. You can also visit the tap room at 36 Audrey Avenue in Oyster Bay seven days a week to sample all their fantastic beverages, and remember to get the questions in for the Questions Brewing segment brought to you by the Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Christian, I guess the Islanders look a little better. They're winning some games. <laughs> Meandering around 500 hockey late lately. Some bright spots, some blemishes. What do you say, CA? Well, I think Josh Bailey has not played <laughs> enough minutes, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think they could have used nice him in a, in a couple, in a couple nice different start. scenarios that he wasn't out there on the ice. And, and these kids like Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellis, they're getting way too many minutes. All right, well, it's been real. Hockey Night New York, <laughs> have a great night. Well, actually, Christian, first, I did want to start by congratulating you on oh. hopping on the Brooklyn Nets beat for AM Thank New York. You. 
congratulations. Great stuff for you. I don't know how you're going to stay away covering all those basketball games, but I wish you the best of luck. Second most popular sport in the world, but yeah. Okay. Not a big deal. Fair enough, but in, in all sincerity, congratulations. You are now uh, off the Islanders beat, no longer with New York NYI Hockey now, but right. you will still be chiming in. I'm sure. Uh, probably still sharing some coverage, right, for the Islanders for Am New York I'm here and sure, there? I'm sure that that'll happen, too. And the Definitely. saddest news of all is that you'll still be here at Hockey Night New York. That's the best news <laughs> on the show, baby. So congrats to you, pal. Show. Thank you, Sean. Best of luck, man. That. Absolutely. Very nice of you to say. And joking aside, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with a lot of people. Um, you know, the fact that Josh Bailey played, and I, you know, I had to look at look at it for myself again to get the exact ice time, but to see he played twenty one fifty seven. He led all forwards and was third on the on the team, just behind Adam Pollock, Adam Pellick and, and Noah Dobson in total ice time for all forward all skaters is a, a pretty incredible situation. I, I, I certainly you look at the power play. There were a couple mistakes that he made that that caused some zone exits that weren't what they were trying to do from because they were coming out of their, the offensive zone in the. Uh, I was about to say the Sharks, the Vegas Golden Knights were able to clear the puck and um, you know kind of limited their scoring opportunities that the Islanders were trying to generate on the power play because they get the one power play goal mm-hmm. um, tonight or this afternoon. Yeah, and then this power play is two and three, not the same juice that they had on their first go around. And it was unfortunate because those power plays came at at big moments that the Islanders could have used those goals. So right. I, I am in agreement with a lot of people. I know it's pretty crazy to hear. We started touching on this last week with Andrew Gross, and Josh Bailey, unfortunately, looks like the Josh Bailey before he got his act together, before he kind of discovered his game on a consistent yeah. basis where he wasn't looking to pass all the time. <laughs> he was actually putting pucks on net, and he was scoring goals, and he started to become a consistent point producer for this team. And and I saw briefly Bilar saying he was, you know, he's been a Bailey defender, and I have been too. For a long time, yeah. I think I think his game came a long way over the last few seasons, uh, maybe a little longer than that. Right. But but yeah, this season it's it's hard not to to notice that he's kind of fallen back. It's some bad old habits where he he seems almost scared to shoot, where he's always looking past first, and he's also back in the habit of maybe trying to do too much with some of these fancy little yeah. plays that he makes. These behind the back passes and you notice that are great when they work, right? But when they don't work, it looks bad. And yeah. I think too the 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 reason why it's standing out a little bit more. I, I think especially as of late. I mean, you know, Islander fans have noticed Bailey's sort of struggles at different points mm-hmm. of the season for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why it's kind of standing out more is because you're seeing a lot of the guys that were more or less kind of in the same boat with ba- like Bailey, where they were thinking pass first, they were trying to come up with that really cutesy creative yep. play you're seeing a lot of those guys now just putting pucks on net right. quick shots right. moving the puck around looking for those one-timers they're not trying to be too fancy anymore and then this you see good. josh bailey where listen you know I, I think he's gotten a lot of a lot of crap that was unfair for um sure. and absolutely. i think this season he's got a lot of he's gotten a lot of flack it's for things fair. that are fair this it's year. fair absolutely um and I think that's why it's standing out so much more now because all those other guys that were kind of playing that similar game and just mm. trying to be too cutesy, they've kind of gotten away from that. And you've seen it with the success of the Islanders' power play a little bit more. You've seen that with the offense starting to pick up just a little bit, understandably so. Right. You know, they lose to Detroit the other day. They lose to um, Vegas tonight, uh, this afternoon. Right. Um, you know, with a couple wins sprinkled in there here and there. Right. So the cor- the corner is kind of being turned, and that's the problem now because now the corner is being turned, but at the same time 
you're having these games where the Islanders are blowing leads or they're making these little mistakes and it's really costing him. Late goals against. Late goals against. Mm -hmm. Or those plays like Josh Bailey made over the course of this afternoon where he's trying to just be a little too cute with the puck and um, that's an issue. And when it's leading to turnovers and when it's leading to rushes the other way and it's leading to missed offensive opportunities, especially on the power play, which has been hot of late, which is kind of crazy to say when you talk about the Islanders power play. (laughs) But it's been consistently going. Um, the problem is in that consistency, there still remains that, that problem where you get a goal, but then the next power play is enough to snuff or the power play after that is enough to snuff. So it's kind of boiling down to, you're seeing some of those guys who were part of the issue, not they've, they've kind of transitioned their game a little bit and they're learning from the mistakes. And and you're seeing guys like Josh Bailey, I think that are kind of sticking to that, what they're used to, or they're almost because there's not so much success coming. They're almost reverting back to some of the old ways that they, that they used to get stuck in, in the past. Yeah. And back when Bailey was more of a, uh, I suppose talking point on this team back in the, in the Tony Stabile days. And when we used to talk about him and his struggles and what for me, great guy, (laughs) I miss you, bud. But it always, for me, it always came down to just mentality for Josh Bailey, where he was overthinking things, thinking too much. And and then he finally got to to a point where he simplified his game and he, he wasn't trying to be too cute, and he was putting pucks on net. And, and I think whenever he seems to struggle, it's always a mental thing, and maybe he's just in his head too much. And this is me just kind of playing you know, sports, you know, amateur sports right, doctor right, right. right now. I have no effing clue, obviously. But to me, it just seems like when he ends up in a rut like this, he has something going on up, upstairs that he kind of just needs to clear out. And because we all know what he's capable of, and I, you, know, you can talk about the fact that he's into his 30s now, maybe he lost a step. I don't right. think we're there yet. I think it's more just a mental thing with him, which is why he's trying these cutesy plays that maybe he doesn't need to do and why he's choosing to force a pass over shooting. That's not physical ability. That's 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 his head. Right. You know? So I think he just kind of has to, I don't know, take a deep breath and try to kind of reset himself and, and get back to just playing a simpler game like the other guys in this right. team have, like you mentioned. I want to point out, too, of course, we're also taking your questions in the chat for our questions brewing segment that we'll yes. do later. Also, we want to mention that it's presented by our great friends over at Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Shawnee is rocking the nice barn rocker tea over there. That's right. You can head over to Oyster Bay, Oyster Bay Brewing Company or OysterBayBrewingCo.com. OysterBayBrewing.com. OysterBayBrewing.com and yes. check out their merchandise. Check out their great beer as well. Yeah. Um, there is one thing I saw note mentioned in the chat too is that people are suggesting that his play hasn't been the same since the COVID protocol. Um, since he, hmm. he was kind of quarantined, not kind of, he was quarantined in he Florida sort of for quarantined. Um, for, for more than a week uh-huh. in Florida in a hotel room. I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly think we've sort of seen that with certain players. I, if I remember correctly, Noah Dobson kind of sort of went yeah, through he a took similar, some time when he came back. similar yeah. thing to mm-hmm. kind of get back to where he was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is such a polarizing issue in general yeah. to kind of say that, Maybe this has an effect. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You know, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't pretend to play one on a podcast either. So it could be. There's a very there's a very real possibility that there could be some after effects from his bout with COVID that, I that guess, is still plaguing him. I don't know. But right. It, but I just, guess the counterpoint to that would be if he is feeling ill effects from why is he getting 21 minutes? No, I mean it's right. a great question. I, yeah. I it's a great question. Don't know. Um, you yeah. know, Josh Bailey is a guy that. And for the veterans, they've kind of been given, been given except always for have late, a longer leash. They yeah. kind of give been given that longer leash. And mm-hmm. if you remember, we kind of talked about it a couple of weeks ago, where I, I mentioned I had asked Barry Trotz, "What is the difference between kind of trying to set those messages for the younger players and and 
giving the the older veteran players that leash. And what it came down to his explanation anyway was that they have the the pedigree, they have the experience doing it, right? They've they've been there, they've had these struggles, and they've found, found a way to get themselves out of it because right. they've been through so many different mm-hmm. scenarios. Now at this point, though, I don't know if that's the right approach because you have guys like uh, Wallstrom, you have guys like um, you have guys like uh, Kiefer Bellows who are playing really important roles, and they're not playing a lot of minutes, which is which is interesting. Wallstrom, I think, is playing more the more minutes he has been lately. Yes, yes. and we'll talk about minutes, that later. He's getting more minutes now that he deserves. But Kiefer yes. Bellows had a hell of a game tonight or this afternoon. Um, he had a very strong showing. He I, had like seven minutes and forty seconds. Yeah, which is crazy when you think yeah. about it. And, and I, so I just don't under. Sorry, I kicked you, Sean. That's okay. I just don't. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I don't necessarily understand where the minute distribution is coming from and why it's being laid out in mm-hmm. that way. Right. I, I think that's the best answer I, that I can give you. Well, we're going to direct those questions to our good pal Brian Compton over at NHL.com because it's time to bring them on. So, folks, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to twitch.tv slash HockeyNightNY and, of course, on your favorite podcast providers. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Brian Compton will join us. It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. R.J. Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. R.J. Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week. Hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill. Your home for New York Islanders hockey. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another other country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800, that's 516-856-7800, or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com, that's Thai, T-I-E, technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders oh, therapy no. with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night <laughs> Bring in, in buddy. New York. <laughs> Welcome back to Hockey Night in New York. This, of course, is everyone's favorite segment. But before we get to that, I do want to remind everybody in the chat and uh, listening, if you're if you're listening um, on Twitch, obviously, and, and watching the show, you can also tweet at us at Hockey Night NY. Your question, Bruin, brought to you by, again, our friends over at Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Trying to stall for Sean a little bit because... Why don't you just bring him on? 
It is part of that everyone's favorite time of the show. On the line brought to you by Thai Technology, our great friends and partners, Thai Technology. With us is not Andrew Gross, despite the picture that you're seeing on the screen at the moment. With us is a gentleman who has his own sandwich at Blue Line Deli, works for NHL.com, is one of the biggest KISS fans on the planet, and a former McRib lover. Of course, that's Brian Compton from NHL.com. B-Comp, how's it going, my friend? I'm doing well, Christian. I haven't seen you in what, an hour? It's good to <laughs> yeah, talk to you right. again. Yeah, I just saw you like 20 minutes ago. Not yeah. a big deal. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. I know it's probably been a long day for you. Uh, it's obviously been a long one for me. It's been a long day for Sean. He <laughs> didn't get the right picture in there. He thought you were Andrew Gross. Well, I mean, Andrew's far better looking than I am, so everybody wins if they're watching on Twitch. All right. I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone because I'm not sure who I would insult more with that. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for joining us. I, I, I think I, I got to start with this question because I think it's the question that's on everyone's mind. It's the question that I'm sure has been in your Twitter mentions all afternoon. I know I got a few, uh, a few with some colorful language. Josh <laughs> Bailey, he was in the game for 21 minutes and let's see here, 21 minutes and 57 seconds. That's more than Anthony Beauvillier, Brock Nelson, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, Oliver Wallstrom, Kiefer Bellows, Zach Parisi. What's the deal, brah? <laughs> What's the deal with him? Uh, wow. I wasn't expecting you to phrase the question that way. So you took me, uh, took me back a bit. Um, look, I, 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 I think it's um, something that Trotz alluded to about Kiefer Bellows when he was saying some guys have more, what do you say, street value or something along those street lines cred, than others? I think, street like, cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I. I assume Barry's thinking is I'm going to play him as much as possible to help him get out of this funk that he's in. And this is we've we've passed funk now about yeah. 20 miles back. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody has defended Josh Bailey over the past 12 years more than I have. But um, he's just he he does not seem himself whatsoever uh, in any situation, to be honest, that the puck just seems to bounce off the stick when he does have it. So um, I would assume that's why he, he played as much as he did today. Um, he's got to get it going if the Islanders have, have any hope of getting back in this race um, because, you know, the Islanders are famous for it. Everybody's pulling on the same rope when they're most effective, and that's yeah. just not the case right now, particularly with Josh. Brian, you think maybe it's a little more than just the puck bouncing off of his stick? I mean, it seems like his de- decision-making is kind of relapsed back to, to some, I suppose, questionable, questionable decisions that he might have made earlier in his career. That's what we were talking about before we had you come on here. Um, you know, maybe just a, a mental thing that's going on with him where maybe he's thinking too much out there and, and it just seems like he's he's really looking past a lot more than he should be. Uh, he's kind of trying to force him where he has some clear shot attempts. Um, you know, what do you think's going on there? And, and is this something that he can fix this so that he can help this team get some uh, more consistent wins here? Yeah, that's the thing, Shorty. Like in the year, in the, the infinite amount of times that I've defended Josh over the years, I would always preface, well, he's not doing this, but he's doing this. You know what I mean? And he's mm. just not doing anything right yeah. now. There's just there's no way uh, you can't sugarcoat it because it's just the, the way that the cookies the cookies crumbling with Josh right now. Um, there's not a whole lot he's doing right, if anything. And like I said, he's got to be better uh, if the owners are going to get back in this race because they need everybody. And he's a leader on this hockey team. Uh, he wears an A on his sweater every night. And, you know, when Kyle Palmieri comes back too, those two guys in particular have to be a whole lot better. Become, I'm curious to get your perspective on this because watching this team the last couple months and, and seeing how they've played, if you remember back to last year, one of the key things that was so, 
uh, conducive to the way the Islanders played, and it was something that Barry Trotz talked a lot about, was that that kind of characteristic of being able to play well in uncom- being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And right. I think you look at this year, and I think today is a great example of that. The Islanders are 47 seconds away from, from winning the game, picking up two points, a much-needed two points, and they lose it. They, you know, they go to overtime, yeah. overtime, and they've struggled immensely in overtime to, to find a way to win. The shootout is the same story. And I'm curious to get your take on, and is this an Islander team that still fe- still seems like it's comfortable playing in uncomfortable situations? Yeah, you know, it, it's tough because, I mean, every win that they win the rest of the way, if they're going to get back in this race, that win's going to be the biggest win of the year. Right. <laughs> uh, but this but this would have been the biggest win of the year for them. Yeah. Um, right. Just not having Barzi with the way Vegas has been rolling. Um, I think they could have gained a boatload of confidence had they hung on today. Um, Scott Mayfield's got to get the puck out of the zone. Like, there's no... Um, I don't want to pinpoint everything on Scott, but he was the last guy to touch the puck before it lands on Theodore stick. And then boom, right. The game's tied. So, um, they've, they've, they've got to be better in, the, in their own end in the last minute, especially with the way that they came back showing a, a ton of hard key for bellows was an animal today that I thought it was great to see him stick up for, for Andy green and fight Max Pacioretty. Um, and then he scores the, the tying goal in the third period. Um, a lot of good things, but then, um, to not get that second point to be less than a minute away, um, they've got to get the puck out of their own end. Just a bad job all around in their own zone there in the last minute. Yeah, no doubt, Brian. It seems like uh, there's been a lot of defensive struggles. We've definitely highlighted that here on the show over the past, uh, well, basically since the season started. Because <laughs> it's, it's been a struggle. But yeah. I, I did want to pivot a little bit uh, to talk about maybe more of a bright spot on this team. And we, we talked about it last week with Andrew Gross, and that was Oliver Wallstrom. And, you know, a big complaint around Islander country has been his ice time, but it has gone up lately. I think over the last three games, he's averaged over 15 minutes. And he's, you know, he's putting points up here. He's got, let me take a look here. He's got five two-point games in his last eight, three goals, seven assists for 10 points overall. Uh, he had just over 15 minutes of ice time today. So what are you seeing out of him? And is, is Barry finally rewarding him? And maybe this is something we'll see a little more consistently where, where Walsham's going to get some more trust and maybe get put in some more important situations for this team. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to get back in this race, he's got to play more. Um, he's, uh, aside from Barzell, obviously isn't available right now. He's their most dangerous offensive player. Shift after shift. I mean, I think what stood out for me today, fellas, was his play along the wall with the yeah. puck. I mean, he was making some crazy moves. Absolutely. Uh, getting around defenders, bouncing the puck off the wall to himself and stuff. So um, it was really encouraging to see. I think he's gaining more confidence with each passing day. Um, and he's got to play more um, if, if they're going to get back in this race because he's that, that and his release is fantastic. We all know that. Yeah. Um, but I think what's more encouraging is the assist that he's getting. Um, you know, earlier earlier on in the year, it was you know a ton of goals and no assists or one assist. Um, he's finding himself on the score sheet more in different ways, and that's that's really good to see. This is Hockey Night in New York. This is on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology, and with us on the line is the. Great Brian Compton from NHL.com. Wow. <laughs> Checks in the mail, brother. There you go. Ah. As long as it clears. Become, <laughs> it won't. Don't worry. <laughs> become, I'm curious, to, to too, when you look at the way, I, I mean, it's kind of in vain with the Josh Bailey conversation and sort of the, the, the playing of Zidane Chara still and um, certain guys that seem to be struggling in that veteran concept. But but what what is it 
in your opinion, with Barry Trotz, that there is always seems to be, maybe not so much now, you're seeing him integrate Oliver Wallstrom a little bit more. Um, you're seeing him give Bellow some minutes. Um, and, and Dobson obviously has, has had to take a bigger role with the team sort of by, by necessity rather than uh, maybe, I mean, I think they, they feel he was ready, but obviously it was a major necessity with the departure of Nick Letty. But when it comes to giving these younger players the opportunity to take these bigger roles and these bigger steps. It seems like Barry Trotz does sort of take his time and he's, he's hesitant to do it. Even when it seems like all common logic would say these guys need to play bigger roles for this team to be successful. That, that's a good question. Um, you know, it, it's tough to answer. I mean, I think he, it's just a case of, all right, that's great. Do it again. That's great. Do it again. Um, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, just uh, you know, the street value or street cred right. or whatever the phrase that he used. <laughs> um, you know, and but there's got to be some justification at some point. Um, why is Josh Bailey playing 21 minutes and Kiefer Bellows is playing seven when Kiefer Bellows is producing and Josh Bailey isn't? Um, it's got to be more than, well, Josh Bailey has been playing for 13 years. That's why. I mean, I think there's got to be um, you, you got to be rewarded at some point for the amount of ice time that you're getting. Um, and we're not seeing that night after night with, with these younger kids. Um, I think on the flip side, you're seeing these guys evolve. You're seeing Wallstrom evolve. You're seeing Noah. I think Noah Dobson in the past month um, has really stepped up his game and is playing with a lot more poise and confidence, particularly with the puck. Right. Um, and maybe Bellows really starts to get going now with the game time goal and the fight and everything else today. If, if he if he gets rewarded, we'll see how it goes. Um, but it, it's hard to knock Barry when it's at this. I know it's it's tough because they're not winning games at the rate right. that they that they need to win games. Right. Um, but you're kind of seeing the progression at the same time. If these guys weren't getting better, um, I think the argument would be stronger. But you're seeing these younger kids evolve here a little bit. And Brian, another younger kid that's evolving right in front of our eyes is Ilya Sorokin. Let's talk about the rise of his game and the fact that he's pretty much wrestled away the, the starting you know call here, at least at least in the immediate right now. Uh, Varlamov does get his first win in a long time against the Bruins the other night with a 40-save effort, but you have Sorokin getting back in there today, and I think despite the loss, the shootout loss, I think he was outstanding once again, and the saves that he are making are highlight reel. He's he's getting the fans out of out of the seats here, and maybe this is something we see a little more long term. Maybe we thought it was going to be fifty fifty split between these two guys, but maybe Sorokin has established himself at least for now the starting goalie for this team. Yeah, he's the number one. I don't think there's any dispute. That's not a knock on Raleigh. It was nice to see him perform the way he did against the Bruins the other night, like you said, Shoney. But um, this kid has just taken the ball and run with it. You know, it started early in the year with Raleigh being unavailable and. Um, how many bad games has Ilya had over the course of the season so far? It's what one, two. I mean, it hasn't been obnoxious by any stretch. So, um, you know, the the back to back sequence in the second period was just absurd. Yeah. I mean, th that could have blown the doors off the game. So, um, yeah, I think it's his job to lose at this point. Um, Barley's obviously going to get some starts. They still have a ton of back to backs that we've talked about in shows past. So, um, but if this is Ilya's job to lose at this point, it's nothing against Varley. I think, um, he'll be okay when he's in there. Like we saw the other night, but, uh, Sorokin's going to be a, a star in this league. I think, uh, he's lived up to the hype. That took what seven years. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long wait. It was a long yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> Talking with Brian Compton from NHL.com here on the line, brought to you by our wonderful friends over at Thai Technology. And B Comp today, the return of, of Robin Leonard to Long Island for the first time since he departed uh, in the offseason a couple of years ago. 
the reception was, I, I think, kind of what everyone imagined, but you got the chance to speak with Leonard after the game. What was his, what was the sense you got his his feelings were to how the Islanders fans rece- recepted him and to sort of the welcome that he was given to come back to Long Island finally after all this time. Yeah, he was kind of, he was kind of speechless. Um, you know, it, it, there's nothing fake about Robin Leonard, nothing. He's one of the more genuine <laughs> people I've ever spoken to in any walk of life. And that's just the truth. Um, you know, he was floored by, by the video tribute. Um, he said he got, he got really emotional, uh, you know, he points to the to the Long Island tattoo on his neck towards the end of it. Just a really cool moment. Um, he loved his time here. Um, I think you know, you want to blame Ilya Sorokin, you can, but I, I you know, <laughs> if, if, but if yeah. if they didn't know that Sorokin was coming, um, Robin Leonard is probably still here. I mean, yeah. I think you can make that argument anyway. So, um, you know, it, it, it's good to see him find a, a long term home in Vegas. You know, no more one year contracts for him. That's right. great to see and. Um, he continues to perform, which is great. Well, I'm sure they're they're going to make the playoffs, and hopefully he'll perform and they'll go on a nice run. But um, I think the the thing that I understand should take away because I spoke with John at the Marshall show as well, and he was saying all Robin talks about is how much he loved it here and how the organization's great, the players, and uh, you know it's just a wonderful place to play. I mean, that's huge down the road for you know unrestricted free agents yeah. who are looking for a place to play. I mean. After years and years and years of Yonder's not being, on the, being able to lure anybody, um, it's nice to see that they have guys speaking well about for, on other teams right. speaking well about their franchise, and obviously now they they also have a state of the art facility to play into. So all, all good things. And Brian, have you ever seen a player in the National Hockey League get a video tribute after only playing one season with a team? Yeah, I don't. Th- I want to say yes, just because I huh. feel like they happen all the time now. Really? Um, yeah, but I, I pro- probably not. But I just think that the, the video tributes happen all the time. I think there's probably been like a rental who went went on to win the cup somewhere <laughs> and then left. Wow. I think Billy and they gave a video tribute. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- I'm yeah. sure it's happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it did. I- I'm sure it's happened before, Shawnee, huh. somewhere. But um, what stands? You guys know what stands out here. I mean, the, right. the, the, how he was embraced after telling his story. Um, from the, from the, like he said today, from the, from getting a standing ovation, uh, at the first exhibition game, like he just felt the love right away. And it's just a relationship that's never, ever going to go away. It's really, it's remarkable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's some story, Brian. It's, it's pretty awesome. And and I love the fact that they were able to develop. He was able to develop such a great relationship with the fans and the team here. It was, it was something very special for sure. But to just, uh, reel it back to the Islanders, they're eight, 12 and six now, Three, two, and four for December. So over <laughs> hockey five hundred. I guess that's something to <laughs> be happy about. But here they sit. They're eleven points behind Detroit with with five games in hand for that last wild card. Maybe you focus in a little bit more on Boston because they have an even amount of games played. They're eight points behind them. Can this team climb back? Eight points behind a team who may be there instead of Detroit doesn't sound so insurmountable with the amount of games that are left in this season, but. With the way this team is playing, and we were asked this question ourselves last week, do you think this is a team who, you know, maybe when they get Pollock back, maybe when Barzell comes off a of COVID protocol and no other disasters happen <laughs> that have, you know, been, been you know, ailing this team since the season started, can they get back in the mix here and, and maybe challenge for at least a wild card spot? Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I think most fans knew just how good Ryan Pollock was before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, but you're really seeing how different they look without him. Yes. Um, 
He's so good. I mean, I know he hasn't put up the points that everybody wants, but um, he is so good defensively. Um, I think one of the keys when he does come back, Shawnee, he's got to play with Adam Pellick again. I, I don't think I agree. they yeah. lo- I, I don't think they look the same when those two guys aren't playing together for whatever reason. But, but, and maybe it's because they play 22 to 25 minutes a night right. together when right. they are together. Right. And that, that's a large chunk of the game. Um, but I think that that's a key. I think Robin Sallow has to evolve here because I think they're, they're in desperate need of another puck mover. Um, you know, I know what, what Christian said and he's right. You've seen Noah Dobson, uh, evolve here a little bit more out of a necessity than anything else without Nick Letty. Um, but I think if Sallow can have the kind of second half that Devontae's had a few years back, I know that's asking a lot, um, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but they need it. I mean, I don't think there's any way around it because the Daniel Charity, and everybody knew this when they got Charity. He's just not the player he was 10 years ago. Right. Uh, and I don't think it, w- it would be fair to expect him to be the player that he was 10 years ago. Um, but, uh, and a lot of things have to click up front. Josh Bailey has to be better. Like we said, Kyle Palmieri has to start scoring goals when he comes back. He just yeah. has to. Um, uh, and Barzell probably needs to shoot the puck a little bit more when he comes back. Um, and I think we started to see, uh, hopefully Matt Martin's okay here moving forward, but I think we started to see that fourth line look more like themselves in the, in this last little stretch. Yeah. Um, and, and that has to happen because they just aren't the same team when they're not functioning the way that they're supposed to be functioning. So, um, it, it's asking a lot, all these things that I just mentioned, but I think they're capable um, and I think they're going to get the goaltending that they need to get back in this race. It's just a matter of all these other things that I was talking about come together. Brian Compton making a lot of good points there. I sure want to point out that the best point he made of all of that is the phrase that he used in the middle of that answer was Christian was right. Oh. God almighty. <laughs> so I just what, wanna... what, what, what do they say about a broken clock? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Compton here on the line with us, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. And B-Comp, you know the drill. You've been on the show before. We do tend to like to end every show with a random question. Every segment. Every on-the-line segment, not every, every show. Well, every on-the-line right. show. Everyone Let's knows just what clarify I mean. for the audience. Everyone knows what I mean. Jeez. If people listen long <laughs> enough, I think Jeez, they get Jeepers, it. Christian. <laughs> but if you don't forget, we've asked B. Compton about his favorite Kiss song. We've asked Molly Walker about her favorite press box meal. We've asked Andrew Gross something about music, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Um, got a long-winded yeah. answer on one of those. It was great. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's a, that was like a 10-minute answer. We had Joe, Joe Pantorno from, from AM New York came on and gave a 20-minute plug for his wife's cooking. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cooking, uh, yeah, baking it's something thing. else, dude. Yeah, it's, it's something else. But be comp. <laughs> so today was my last game covering the Islanders. And uh, how much are you going to miss me? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that wasn't going to be my question. My question was going to be since uh, since I wanted to give B comp one last shot. Uh-oh. You've had a lot of good quips over the, over the years that I've covered the team. Some very funny lines. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> wow. Look at that. If you've had to think back about your favorite insult you've ever you ever <laughs> tweeted at me, is there one that stands out in your mind? Maybe it was only like a week ago, but I think the I think the I'm a little teapot one was pretty damn good. <laughs> that was pretty good, Vika. That was. Good. I mean, that, that that was really funny. Let's be honest. That was it was it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> All right, there you go. Well done, Vika. Well done, Brian Compton, NHL.com. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Bcomp <laughs> NHL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Appreciate you coming on here on the line. Brought to you uh, with us. Brought well, to hold on, hold on. Yeah, but before before you let me go. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I just want to say, and this is in all seriousness, I am very proud of you, buddy. Um, there, we go. there are there are a lot of people 
uh, who think it's real easy to do what we do. Uh, and some of them go as far as to pretend that they're doing what we're doing. Um, whereas, whereas you, whereas you have scratched and clawed your way to get to where you are. And I'm just really proud of you, buddy. And I'll miss you, but hopefully I'll still see you around a little bit. I will, de- I will definitely miss you and, and the camaraderie that we've, we've had over the last, wow, decade. And that's not even an exaggeration. Um, because B comp has probably known me since I was 17. That's how long it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Christian was sick at school one day. I had to go to the nurse and pick him up. <laughs> that's right. B comp definitely got me out of some, uh, some detentions. If I remember, you wrote some notes for you. Forge a couple yeah. signatures. <laughs> Yeah, forge a few permissions. Let's yeah. for him to go yeah. on field trips. Your kids yeah. might find that interesting to know. I might have to- <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. B-Comp, I appreciate the kind words, and I, we appreciate you as always coming on here. It's always a blast when we get to chat hockey with you. All right, boys. Miles. Have a great rest oh. of your night. Appreciate Thanks, it. Merry Christmas, Brian. Talk to you soon. Yeah, same Merry to you guys. Christmas. Take yeah. care, man. Bye-bye. All Brian right, Compton, folks. NHL.com. Boop, boop, boop. The great. Brian Bing bong. <laughs> Yeah, so a little hope from Brian Compton. Yeah. He thinks they can get back in the mix. And eight points isn't a lot, man, if you're looking at the Boston Bruins. I mean, is it a lot for an Islander team with the way they're playing yeah, lately? It a, might be. It might be. Because we're still not seeing that team from the last couple of years. Yeah. And until we do, it's it's going to be, uh, uh, can they do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? But But – they are slow. I mean, look, as as we've said, they hit bottom. So, like, yeah. the bar's been lowered a lot. But <laughs> they have improved. They ha- they're they winning the odd game now. Right. But they're going right. to have to obviously do better than a game over 500 over this, over a six- to eight-game stretch, whatever right. it was, where they're going to have to close out games against them. I mean, today was, was close to a mirror image of that Predators game. Yeah. Where yeah. they came back from behind, yeah. they took the lead, they couldn't hang on to a one goal lead in the third period, and instead of losing in regulation like they did against the Predators, they stretch it out into a shootout right. loss and they get a point. They get a point. Fine. But those are two points really that they should have had. They played well in both yeah, games. 100%. And yes, Sorokin did bail them out a lot today for sure. But I still think the Islanders are playing a better game. I think I think they looked great against Boston. I was tweeting about it. They looked hungry. And you could talk about whatever Bruins were out on the COVID protocol. But I just think as a whole, the Islanders brought a good game that night. They looked like they wanted that game. They just looked like they had a lot more energy that yeah. night than they had previously. And I think some of that carried over into today. So I do see some encouraging signs from this team. Team, yeah. that maybe they can kind of you know start stringing some points together but obviously as everybody knows who's paying attention they're still going to have to do better than what they're doing now yeah. it's still there's still a lot of blemishes in this game and i think brian definitely hit it on the head with pollock they need him back yeah because the defense just hasn't been that revered defense that this islander team has has had and kind of boasted about or been able to boast about over the last few years keeping the goals against down minimizing mistakes we're still seeing those coming in, and, and yeah, it's probably because you're getting this ice time on the defensive side spread spread amongst these guys that maybe need to have their minutes reduced a little bit by having Pelican Pullock together right. and getting them munching those minutes. Munching minutes. Munching minutes. <laughs> and and hopefully that'll help. I mean, you have Anders Lee, who's playing really well. He's right. been putting up a lot of points lately. He's scoring goals. The power play, as you mentioned, looks good, or better, we better, should say. Better. Uh, they've climbed out of the basement. They're 26th overall now. And I think they were at 31, maybe even 32 not too long ago. So that's improved. Their penalty kill is one yeah. of the bright spots still for this team. They're seventh overall. So they have some things to work with here. Things have looked a little better, but there's still room for improvement. Always room for improvement. Always room for improvement. Anything to add? 
No, that's it. <laughs> I said my always room for improvement. Oh, okay. Always room for improvement. Actually, the Boston game was they they, they play well, and I will say even with without 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 COVID, without <laughs> three players on the co- protocol list, that's a big win for the Islanders. That's a that's a needed win that they. I had to have it home. Yeah, you uh, had Barzell on the list. You had Martin Salo yeah. that were added to the list. I well, feel no, like... no, Martin Salo played in that game. Yes, they did. Right, right. They were out today. But they got added to the list today. Right, but but the Boston game they played well, and that that was that's a, a good win. It's a good one. Yeah, no, that was a very good one, yeah. a much needed win, and and it, it made that that point differential between them and a wild card look a lot better. Instead of twelve points, it's eight points right, right. because they got those two points in regulation. So they're they're still alive, but they really. Need a jolt of energy here to get back into it. And, you know, I I did see in the chat, I I might as well address it because it kind of ties into what I'm trying to say now. And rather than save for questions, Bruin was was the Olympics. And I don't I don't think that's happening. I don't think the the league. I know there hasn't been a formal announcement. I think it's all set in stone. They're not going to go. Yeah. And 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 with that in mind, you know, I think that's something that I mean, sure, it could benefit a lot of teams in this league, but the Islanders in particular, I, I think, you know, if Matt Barzell might have gone out there, if Adam Pellick might have gone out there, it's good that they're not. I don't, we don't know if they were going to make the team Canada or not, but but it it, it, it would be a disaster out there with yeah. with all the COVID stuff yeah. going on right now. So, and I think, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll use that that time that they were going to break right where we talked about this, yeah. where maybe to, you know, kind of play some of these canceled or postponed games and stuff like that. And and I think that's something that can benefit the Isles for sure. And and, and if they are trying to are starting to come out of the slumber that they were in, I think any time off maybe isn't the best thing for them. And maybe they just need to start, you know, getting to these games. They had that, yeah. that road trip in the beginning and maybe just start playing some consistent hockey and hopefully putting up some points. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I, I just don't see any sort of feasible way that the Olympics can happen. I think the players are kind of coming around to realizing why it's a bad idea. Mm. Um, I've always I've also been someone that's never really bought into the idea that the that the NHL players need to go to the Olympics or that right, it benefits that, the sport yeah. uh, in any way or, or any. There's any carryover from people that casually watch the Olympics during during or casually watch hockey during the Olympics to watching the NHL. It's just you know. It is what it is, but um, you know the players love to go. They fought really hard to to do that, um, and I guess it's unfortunate for them, I guess, because that's something they really take pride in. That sort of once in a life oppor- once in once in a lifetime opportunity that that you know go yeah, represent tough, your country in, in the Olympics. And all that. I, I get right. it, but at the same time, um, you know, from a league standpoint, to shut down the league for two weeks, to shut down uh, for owners to to have to worry about guys getting hurt or injured or. Um, you know, something happening and, and everything that's going on with COVID again, uh, it, it's just not worth the risk for the players to go. And I, I think everyone's kind of wising up to that because you're, you're seeing the NHL look and go, we have to put more pro, uh, protocols in place for, to prevent the spread, although it's not. You seeing, you just saw Detroit. Uh, they had their season paused. Boston's season's been paused. Calgary season in Boston. You have all these teams, and it seems inevitable too that at some point the league is going to pause itself. Especially if they're it's getting ugly, man. Especially if they're getting to a point where it's saying we're going to have a month, three, four, three months, three weeks in February that we're not going to the Olympics. We can try and work work these games back out and, and work with these arenas to to rebook them. Right, so, or or even use this already scheduled pause to get these guys back from COVID right, protocol. And right. I mean they they've already enhanced. As they said, right, the right, right. the way that they're handling COVID again. So so maybe now with those enhanced procedures or what have you, now these COVID cases will be maybe a little fewer and further between. You would hope. Yeah, I mean that's that's a whole other conversation. I think yeah. I, I think there's a, a few factors in play, and I, I've seen I, I saw uh, someone put in the chat. You know, go back to the bubble. Um, 
It's not. I don't foresee that happening. I, think I agree. They, yeah. They, well, there's too much logistics to go into that. They'd have to pick. Well, pick. that's not even the point. You, right. know, you know how much ha- hockey-related revenue they'd lose by not having fans in the stands. By not. Ha- it's. It's. And at the end, right. end of the day, the owners, as much as the owners are going to say they care about the players and the health and safety, and, and you know what? To give them the benefit of the doubt, I'm sure they do, right? Because they're people, and you know they understand that this is that there's people, the real people, on the other end of this, right? Mm-hmm. So. But at the end of the day, too, this is also a big bucks and big business. And you have to remember, the NHL lost a ton of money playing the COVID bubble uh, um, playoffs in 2020. Right. And then they lost a lot of money when they started the season without fans. Yeah. That was a huge And they played a reduced loss. amount of games. Yeah. That was a huge loss to which the hockey-related revenue, which, which the players get and which the ownership gets and which the league gets. So right. um, at the end of the day, that's a big part of it too. And I, I understand the idea of, all right, well, you, you want to see hockey being played and uh, the bubble makes the most sense and it's got to be the only way to do it. Maybe. I, I, again, I don't play a doctor. I don't have all the answers to that. But at the right. end of the day... Money is also a big factor into this, and losing millions and millions of dollars again to go into yeah. a bubble or lose millions of dollars in hockey-related revenue, that's that's part of the conversation, whether you like it or not. That's part of the conversation. Well, look, I mean, we we you know we're we're ske- raised some skeptics about just the Islanders even playing those games to start in UBS Arena after you had eight guys on the right. list. Like, was that money driven? Was right. that because they wanted to get the money out of the gate after being on the road for thirteen games? It's it's a valid question. We don't know whether that's the case or right. not. Um, unfortunately, the Islanders ended up being the guinea pig of, of the league this year. It seems that you know they they had they had them play those yeah, games. Yeah, but San and then Jose that, went through it. Too. I'm like, I get it. San Jose went through it. Ottawa, like, I understand. Well, my point is, I understand people's, but I, I saw it so much mm-hmm. today, especially. I feel like because, especially in the last couple of days, because of all the all the teams that are now having their seasons paused, right? With less players out, and that's the that's the right. gripe. And it's a valid gripe for Islander fans. I understand. Sure, that. but like the Islanders aren't the only team that got screwed by this, right? Like. Like San Jose went through it, Pittsburgh went through it, Ottawa went through it. They had their season paused at, right. at a certain point, but they got to ten players at that point, point. Right. and that was more. That was more than the Islanders. It took mm-hmm. them more players than the Islanders had right. to get their season paused. So I understand the gripe, but I think t- again it goes back to a lot of different factors. They're trying to get these games in. They're trying to make sure they're they're getting the gate and the hockey related revenue, and they don't mm-hmm. want to lose money. I, right. I understand. I. I and and to reschedule all these games has got to be a real pain in the in the butt, right? Yeah. Um, because you're working with a lot of different issues. Also, what happens if COVID becomes a bigger issue worldwide again? Like you're, you're, it's it's there's so many factors it's that kind of that a mess right now dealing with <laughs> it's it. Kind of a mess. There's a lot yeah. of factors that go into it, so it, it's easy to go. Well, the Islanders got screwed and this and that. And I agree. I think the season should have been paused, but also. It should have been paused earlier for for Pittsburgh, for San Jose, or it should have been paused for San Jose, for Pittsburgh, yeah, sure. and sooner for Ottawa. But the league dragged its feet, and they were still yeah. they didn't know what they were doing. Right? It's not as though you know, the Islanders are the only team that got screwed by this. A lot of teams no, for got sure. screwed. By absolutely, this. absolutely, and it's and, and it's crazy, man. Every time I seem to open up my Twitter feed, I'm seeing a tweet about another couple of players that yeah. are going out on protocol yeah. or another team getting canceled or delayed. Yeah. It's just not a good scene right now, and. It you know I I think I, I had spoken uh, to, to T Boyle actually off the show and he was asking about it and saying hey do you think that we're going to get a pause league wide and at the time I said no I said they're just going to keep kind of rolling in these you know brief pauses here right. and there but if this stuff keeps adding up they might have to yeah because it's getting really ugly so yeah. we'll we'll see but just to 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 swing back to the aisles and the fact that they're 
starting to come around a little bit, starting to get some points, starting to look a little better. Just to highlight a couple of guys, I, I talked about Anders Lee. He has six points in his last right. six games. He had an assist today. J.G. Pajot, five points in his last eight, and it was only maybe two weeks ago where we were saying, hey, Pajot's got to get it right. together. He had a big goal today that factored into at least getting a point. We highlighted Wallstrom earlier with uh, with Brian. We spoke a little bit about Bellows. So there are some bright spots despite despite you know some of these these dark spots that we're seeing, and we're also seeing uh, Zarnik getting back up with Barzell out. He's looked good. I think he's looked pretty good. Austin yeah. Danger Zarnik. He's played well. <laughs> he's played well in the opportunity he's been given. That's just, that's a bright spot for the Islanders. I mean, that is sort of the half glass full, I guess, mentality. And I think Barry even talked, Barry Trotz talked about it a couple, a couple weeks ago where, you know, you look at it and you go, all right, you're going to learn a lot about what you have in the stables, you know, no pun intended here, <laughs> but you're going to learn a lot what you have in the stable when it comes to having to put a lot of these guys into uncomfortable situations. You know, Grant Hutton, you learned a lot about Grant Hutton um, and where his development was. Um, what you had in Austin Zarnick? We learned a lot about even Richard Panic, who was, who was, you know, an NHL caliber player. Um, so I think, uh, if you're looking at the half glass full or a positive mentality, there you go. You know, you learned a lot about what you have in, in the reserve. Right. So that's right. something if you're trying to go that route. But, but you know, that's yeah something. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, and before we get to what's on tap, just looking back at these games real quick, you had the Tuesday night loss against the Detroit Red Wings. Two to one the loss. Rod wings. The Rod Wings. The Rod Wings. The Hot Rod Wings. The hot Rod Wings. <laughs> So yeah, the, the the wings are coming around a little bit. They've gotten a little bit better. They're, I mean, look, they're in a wild card spot right now. I don't think anybody saw that coming at, at any point this season. But but there they are. We'll see if that lasts. But the offense was stifled again that night, and that's kind of part of this inconsistency we've been seeing with this team, yeah. where it took all the way until the end of the game where they're down two goals. They pull the goalie. Andrews right. Lee finally breaks through, and they ultimately fall short. Right. And, and this is this is the thing. <laughs> if, if it's not defensive mistakes that are costing this team, it seems to be the offense. And right, there's right. just been too few games this season where they've kind of put everything together. Yeah. No, it's happened a lot. I mean, you, we saw it a lot earlier in the year, too. Um, and then even kind of that turn almost, right? Like the Nashville game earlier in the season, you kind of saw it. You saw it. I, I mean, there's so many games you could think back as the season's Even when they're turning a little bit, you could see, like, they're a little bit there, and then you're like, oh, they're still making the same mistakes. They're still doing this and that. So, I mean, it's... It is it, again. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's an unfortunate that it keeps rearing its ugly head in, in games that they need. Detroit, you know, it's an, a game they probably need to win or need to get a point from. Yeah, and Thursday we talked about it a little bit. They get the win against Boston. Yeah. Solo. I was there for that. Well, I was there as a fan. For, I'm not a fan. As a fan. As a he was there as a spectator. Fan. Well, yeah, I paid. Well, I well, you said as a fan, as an Islander yeah, fan, spectator, <laughs> right? Spectator. Or, or or a hockey fan. I was there as a spectator. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You're in the seats. Shout out, Don, that shout out Donnie Bagels. Those are his <laughs> shout tickets. Shout out Donnie Bagels. What a guy. Tickets. What a guy. But Robin Salo got his first NHL point. I believe that was on a yeah that was on a power play assist for Anthony to Anthony Beauvillier. So congratulations Anthony to Anthony Beauvillier. So congratulations to Robin Salo on his first NHL point. I feel like if he didn't end up on the COVID protocol list, he probably would have played today instead yeah. of Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. But uh, wasn't to be because of this pandemic that we're in <laughs> so they get the 3-1-1 we talked about that was good Cl- cal clutterbuck almost gets a hat trick on two empty net <laughs> goals right. uh he ends up having one real goal <laughs> he gets the second one hits the post 
on the hat trick attempt doesn't work out, but he had a solid game. And, and as Brian mentioned during his his session, that uh, looks like that fourth line is playing a little bit better. And yeah. I think Cal Clutterbuck is kind of leading the charge there. He had a good game. Of course, today, Leonard's return, we talked about that. Yeah. Andy Green's 1,000th game was celebrated today. Yes, it was. That was a nice touch. It was. Gave, he got the silver stick that he seems did. to be tradition for 1,000 games. There you go. I want one, but I, I'll, I'll I have zero Andy games, Green. so I don't ask think Andy I'm going to get one. But, yeah, I mean, we kind of discussed this game earlier. I mean, it, it was kind of a reflection of that Predators game. And, and look, they're just going to have to try to minimize this inconsistency or increase the consistency <laughs> <laughs> and just try to put a better effort forward. And, and, and maybe, again, that comes with Barzell and Pula coming back. But at least there are some <laughs> encouraging signs. What do you got? Meller meeting in the chat goes, Christian, I thought I saw you today, screamed hello, and realized it wasn't you. Okay. You know, well. What are you going to do? <laughs> Sometimes you see somebody thinking and you're wrong. So what do you think of what's on top? I say, well, let's check it out. And now it's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by RJ Daniels, American Bar and Grill. So, Christian, aside from the holidays, what is on tap here at Hockey Night New York for the New York Islanders? Well, the Islanders will allegedly play the Washington Capitals on Thursday. We already know December they will not 23rd. play the Canadians they tomorrow. They will not play the Canadians tomorrow. Right. They announced as the Islanders were going to overtime, the National Hockey League announced that they were prohibiting cross-border contests mm, that's a problem. until after Christmas. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, from my understanding, it appears that the Canadians, at least here in this scenario, were not thrilled about the idea of having to cross the border. Mm. Something happens. Okay. There's restrictions going back into Canada right around the holidays, it would have been a big issue for them, the guys that want to spend time with, for, during the Christmas break with their families. So um, from my understanding, that was kind of where I think a lot of teams were not happy about having to go to anywhere inside the United States, or I'm sure vice versa. Yeah. If, if, if God forbid, there was a COVID outbreak or there was one or two guys and that got, had, to, had to quarantine in place and um, get stump, stuck somewhere without their family. So uh, I think that played a big part in, t- part in it. Uh, Montreal continued to kind of push their, their departure date back to. They weren't, they weren't going to leave for New York until tomorrow. If that game was being played. They were going to leave uh, Monday morning. Okay. Um, so it, it wasn't too much of a surprise. It, was, it's, it, seemed mat- it seemed to me more a matter of when it was going to get canceled or postponed, I should say, than if it was going to get postponed. And now Thursday's game against the Washington Capitals kind of has the same feel to it. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I think it's going to get canceled. I yeah. say it seems like there's an if there. What's, what's your over-under there? What do you think? Thursday get played? 70-30, I think. It's that it happens. That it gets played, yeah. Okay. But I got- think there's a chance that it could get postponed we got anything else coming up this week after the caps on thursday uh no it's christmas on saturday they do play the buffalo sabers the sabres sabres on monday december 27th okay so essentially one game on tap for the new york island is yeah now that tomorrow's game against the canadians was can another struggling team in the national hockey league after their run to the stanley cup finals last yeah. year they are in a bit of a mess a bit of upheaval over there too they, they made some changes over there they did so it would have been interesting to see how those changes would have imp- impacted that game but we will never know at least until later in the season not until later in the season yeah. that was what's on tap nice. brought to you by rj daniels american bar and grill yes it was that was what's on tap brought to you by our friends at r j 
Daniels. Christian, would you like to swing right into the hero yes, of the let's week? Do it. We're, we're, we're rolling here, so let's do it, folks. Let's do it. want to thank you all once again for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY and on your favorite podcast providers later on. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You have a lot of choices when it comes to great beer, and Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They're the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker from Carolina to California if you're following the team on the road. Here at home, the tap room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week with indoor and outdoor seating so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in New York. And if you use coupon code HNINY at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Hey Islander fans, you already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal, and now you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar, friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week is the BCOM Q in celebration of Brian Compton joining us on the show tonight. It features boneless ribs, barbecue sauce, pickles, onions on a hero. Get it for half price all week, starting tomorrow, that is Monday through next week, where we will announce a brand new half off hero. Stop on in and mention Hockey Night in New York for half off. The B Comp Q. So, Christian, with the introductions out of the way, why don't you share with us who your hero of the week is? Well, thank you, Shawnee. I appreciate that kind, kind gesture to allow me to go first. As always. Kind of you. Yeah, sure. Uh, I did want to just announce a little bit of breaking news here that just came down from the National Hockey League. The Toronto Maple Leafs wouldn't have played. Or, yeah, I think their games probably would have been canceled uh, Thursday, if it hasn't already. I think I believe it is. Um, but they are pausing all team activities through the holiday break. Wow, another one. So they will be pausing their Ooh, their team activities. Getting dicey. But as far as the Hero of the Week goes. Yeah, give it to us. My Hero of the Week is Sean. Mm-hmm. Why don't you hit the button and show the people? Oh, okay. Sure. My Hero of the Week right there. What's his name? Oliver Wall Street. 
Okay, tell us why. He's great at hockey. <laughs> no, I think we've talked a lot about, about it a lot. Oliver Wallstrom certainly has had himself, um, you know, a good couple games, and he's really he's really turned on his play. And um, you, you look at, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at despite the fact that he didn't have the minutes that I think people would have imagined he would have. He had a two-point game today, pair of assists. Uh, he had a two-point game the other day. Believe, a lot of two-point games. I believe he had a point in the Boston game against the for the Islanders, if I'm not mistaken. I have to double-check that. Sure. Um, but Oliver Wallstrom has been playing up to snuff uh, as, as the player the Islanders need him to be. He didn't have a point in that game, so I was wrong. But two points against New Jersey, two points against Nashville back on December 9th, and then two points again today against the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights. The Golden Knights. Okay, so there's Christian's Hero of the Week, and mine is none other than Pascal Clutterbuck. After talking about his his game in the uh, the the game against the Bruins, the big win, almost gets the hat trick. Talked about him already a little bit, but Cal Clutterbuck is getting my Hero of the Week because, like I said, he's kind of leading the charge there a little bit on that fourth line right now with Casey Zizekas and at least for now Ross Johnston. He's looked a lot more like himself, and he had a goal disallowed today. He put a nice puck in the net. And then the uh, the offsides review brought it back. Would have been a nice one. Didn't count. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> that's well, why. That's why Pajot had to score again. Yeah, yeah. It was it was nice to see. And then they still managed to not win. But Cal Clutterbuck, <laughs> Oliver Wallstrom are your heroes of the week. Brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero again. The B Comp Q with boneless ribs, barbecue sauce, pickles, and onions on a hero. Get it half off. All you have to do is mention Hockey Night in New York. Yeah. So, Christian, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. It is time for Questions Brewing, brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company this week, featuring the IPA, another fantastic offering from Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Great stuff coming from them. So, Christian, let's fire away. Let's do it. Questions Brewing. All right, question brewing. Mike, 4652co. Question brewing. Why won't Barry Trotz bench Josh Bailey? He clearly needs to slash deserves to sit. <laughs> well, we covered a lot of Josh Bailey earlier yes. in the show, and we see what you're seeing. We do. Is that going to lead to a benching? After seeing him get 21 minutes today, it doesn't Probably look not. like it. It doesn't look like it, and we've seen how Barry Trotz seems to like to lean on his veterans maybe a little more than the rest of you guys kind of like but that's been that's been his mo and he must have still some trust in bailey despite the lack of production despite the fact that he's making some mental mistakes out there because we're not really seeing his minutes getting reduced so i don't know why he's not getting benched i i guess it's just because he has that trust because he is a veteran barry trotz is putting faith in him turning his game around and I suppose maybe he says to himself, you know, is this really going to teach Josh Bailey a lesson at, what, 32, whatever his age is? Or is this just a guy who's going to have to fight through it? Maybe instead of ven- instead of benching him, you reduce his minutes and you give somebody else some more of his. I mean, that maybe works a little bit better. But I don't know if I foresee a, a benching in, in Josh Bailey's future. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like that. Yeah. Um, MJ Beckman, by the way, I did think about giving my hero of the week to Kevin Durant. Guy put up 50 points to carry the Brooklyn Nets to a win before he had to go into... Into COVID protocol or the NBA's well, version of Christian, COVID protocol. that's winter boring ball. We don't talk about that here. So just we, the most popular, yeah. one of the most popular sports in the world, John. But sure, but that's not what we cover. T Boyle thirteen asking question: Bruin, do you see the players going to the Olympics at this point, or is it over? I think we kind of addressed this as well. Right. It's over, brah. It's <laughs> over. 
Yeah, I don't think it's happening. And and honestly, if it does, it would probably be a disaster. Yeah. Because that's w- something the NHL does and then like three or thirty players from like your best teams and superstars. And get they're trapped stuck in there. China yeah. for over a month. Like that that just has disaster written all over it. I'm actually just very interested to see what the contingency plan is. Like, are they just making phone calls to some amateurs right now? Hey, you want to go to China? <laughs> you know, I mean it's so close yeah. now. And yeah. and what's the backup plan? Because they must have had some kind of backup plan for if, you know, they had it decided maybe, you know, previous to now, right? Maybe where they were like, okay, if it gets to a certain point, they decide, not, you know, the NHL, NHLPA decides they're not going to go. Right. We'll send some other guys there. Fine, whatever. But we're so close now to the Olympics yeah, actually it's happening. Gonna be inter- I don't what know. What are like, they going to do? It'll be interesting. I don't know because I, we, I know when we, when Shawnee and I drove out to West Islip to visit Donnie and see East the Islip. new East Islip. <laughs> and that's why we went to the wrong <laughs> deli the first time. Um, but when we drove out to Islip, we had this conversation. And, and thinking yeah. back to it now, I'm, I kind of I said to Sean, I have to imagine the NHL, the, the hockey associations, USA Hockey, Hockey Canada, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, have put in calls to these players beforehand and said, listen, there's a chance like, you, these guys aren't going to go. Yeah. You're on our, our reserve list. You're on basically. standby. You're on standby. Yeah. So, like, we could call you, like, tomorrow, or we could call you, like, three days before we need you ready to go. Are you right, in? right. But even at that point, what happens now with so many so many new issues with, with the COVID pandemic and restrictions? And do those and guys that? even want to go? Right. That's, right. that's the question I was getting to. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be really fascinating to see how this plays out. Will there even be hockey teams competing at the Olympics? I, I mean... Valid question. Months ago, I would have said, no, someone will be there. I right. don't know anymore. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't. Question Bruin. Lars 89 Question Bruin. What's up, Brock? Do you see Varlamov being expendable, maybe offered in a trade to bring in a player from a team who needs a goalie maybe like the Oilers? That's something we, we've discussed here before, I think. And well, I think that's kind of changed. Like, I, I think we've, we're right. We have discussed this. Yeah. But I think now, thinking to where the Islanders are and, mm. and who's the better, more successful goaltender at the moment, do you think you could survive with, like, a, you know, a semi Ilya Sorokin and an insert goaltender back up here? I don't. I mean, and, survive and is mat- a good good uh, word to uh, use. And would here. it matter at that point? Right. I, like, is Varlamov going to be used as a trade to, to right. salvage the season? And that's not to imply that that's where you're getting at, Brian. But but I don't know if now is the time to even do it. I I think ultimately that could end up being a good idea. I could see him being moved at the deadline if the team's out of it. I could see a couple of guys being yeah. with the deadline if they're out of it. He Josh would Bailey. be a candidate. Maybe. I, I, I Maybe. genuinely He's a veteran think, yeah. guy. I think if especially if even if, if they if they fall out of playoff contention but he turns his game mm-hmm. around, he starts to look more like himself. Yeah, Josh Bailey I think is definitely a guy that can be dealt at the trade deadline. But you know, as far as Varlamov goes, I think they need them both there right now. And especially because of the poorest you know, play we've seen in the defense, the mistakes that are being made, and they need these guys to bail them out. Now, maybe Varlamov hasn't been playing as good as you might like to see. Obviously, Thursday against Boston was encouraging. He looked a lot more like himself, and I think that's ultimately what we're going to end up seeing from Varlamov. And I think you want to use those two guys together right now, and I think we kind of need to see what happens between now and, and the trade deadline before you even think about Varlamov getting dealt and, and if it ends up being something that could benefit them where... They, they put their faith in Sorokin, which I think he's proving game in, game out, that that's something they're going to be able to do. But, yeah. but you know, then they have to replace Varlamov with somebody else. Obviously, this is going to be a lesser goaltender. Yeah. They're going to be on a lower contract, which is yeah. nice. And Varlamov might be able to get you something back 
because he still is a very good goaltender despite his recent struggles. So it's something you definitely look at at some point. I just don't think now's the time. Question Bruin, Melarmenia22 asks, why can't the Islanders win a game in overtime? It's <laughs> a great question. I think, it, I think it kind of boils back to Mel, sort of what we were talking about earlier, and it's that you see the Islanders. Today was an example of that. Today wasn't an example of that. They played a very good overtime period. They did. Um, but in previous overtimes, I think it's the same thing that Sean and I were kind of talking about at the top of the show. It was that necessity to try and be super cute with the puck mm-hmm. and try and create the perfect play. Right. And instead of just shooting the puck and trying to create that sort of garbage goal or that rebound goal, or whatever the case may be, and so, because they, there's a lot of open ice, there's a lot of room to be creative, but maybe for some certain Islanders, that's a little too much room to be creative mm. because then they try and get a little too cute with everything. So I think that's part of it. I think that's why you saw a much more successful power, uh, power play overtime period by the Islanders today than yeah. you've seen in the past. It was a little more simplified. It wasn't sort of that, let me try and do 10 million things. And not for nothing, but... Three-on-three overtime is really where you see your puck-moving defenseman shine. And Nick Letty and back in the past, Devon Taves were big parts of that. And not having a Nick Letty back there, and yes, they have Noah Dobson. Yes, he's coming along. And yes, he'll probably be one of those guys. And having Ryan Pollock out of the lineup, I think those are huge factors as to why these guys can't win in overtime because you need those guys, especially, look, You've seen it in overtime with the back-and-forth rushes. You need a guy, that that defenseman you have out there, to be able to help push that puck up, uh, contribute offensively. And I think missing guys like Letty and Pollock right now, Letty permanently, (laughs) Pollock temporarily, (laughs) is really hurting them in overtime. And it's made it more of a struggle where they have to maybe rely a little bit more on the forwards to push the puck towards the other end of the ice. And I I think that might be something that's definitely factoring in on why they're, they're over right now in overtime. All right, Shawnee, next question. We'll go to Thomas Panic. Question Bruin, do you think we'll see more injuries popping up around the league with so many players being shelved with very little activity due to COVID only to ramp high, ramp things up again too quickly? It wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I kind of agree with you, Thomas. I mean, you tell us. You're out there on the ice uh, <laughs> down in Bridgeport. You tell me. You educate me. <laughs> no, but, but joke, joking aside, I tend to agree. I think that yeah. the lack of movement and lack, acti- lack of activity – um, I think certainly has kind of come into play, especially when it comes to getting guys back on the ice after going through COVID protocol. Excuse Bless me. you. Speaking of that. <laughs> but um, but it, it, it's the same thing. Like you think about it at a training camp and you talk to so many coaches after a while that you try and get a sense of what their style is that first couple of days. Do you go really hard and ramp it up or is it – do you ramp it up slowly? It's the same kind of question because then you're, you're having guys who are quarantined basically in a room by themselves for 10 days, you know, depending on how long and how, you know, the necessity of everything that's going on. That definitely, in my mind anyway, can pro, pro kind of procure or prohibit, I guess, um, them getting back out there right away and being at the level that they were. It's, it's the same thing as coming back from an injury. You, right. you kind of There's a, a, pro, a progress, a protocol, if you will, mm-hmm. of how quickly you come back. And I think you've seen even the Islanders trying not to rush people um, when they didn't have to to get there on the ice. And Barry Trotz, I think, kind of begrudgingly started doing it because the Islanders were in such deep, uh, you know, they were in such a bad situation with how many players they had out because of COVID, because of injuries, um, that once someone was clear and ready to go, they needed to get them out back out on the ice. So. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. I think it definitely pl- it can play play a factor into it. With you there. What do you got? Great. Uh, and Remy three uh, thirteen question <clears throat> question brewing. What is Bailey's long term future with the team? How about Varlamov? Congrats on your new good Christian. Oh, thank you very much, Andrew. I appreciate that. 
You want me to take this one? Yeah, go ahead. I was just talking. So, well, as as I literally just said, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a trade deadline candidate mm-hmm. if they cannot get back in the mix. If they do, I don't think he's going anywhere. And look, I mean, for better or worse, whether you agree or not, it looks like Lou and and Barry like their veterans. They like their leaders, and and they like the camaraderie that this locker room has. It's something that's talked about by everybody within the organization, and I think Josh Bailey has a lot to do with that. So. I would not be surprised if Josh Bailey retires an Islander eventually, um, but that's not to say that Lou Lamarillo isn't the type of guy that's willing to unload a, 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 a contract a, a contract or a player that has had such close ties with this team for so long. I mean, it, look, if he sees a deal there that's going to benefit this franchise, he'll make it. I ultimately think that Josh Bailey retires a New York Islander, but I, I, I do also believe that there's a, a window for him to be dealt if Lou Lamarillo thinks it's, it's, it's necessary. All right. Question Bruin and Jeremy again asking, with all of the issues losing guys to protocol if teams miss playoffs because of it, do they revamp the draft lottery uh, for this year? I say no. You say no? I say no. I don't think so. I don't think so either. And just to address the Varlamov part of Jeremy 13's question, I think Varlamov oh, will, yeah, I think he will ultimately be dealt, whether it's, you know, during this year, which is I think is less likely, maybe this offseason. Maybe this is the summer where where Lou Lamarillo tries to get something for him. Now that we're really seeing what Sorokin can do, uh, kind of taking the reins from Varlamov here as a starter. And and maybe, you know, you use that cap space towards something else, maybe something on the forward end, maybe something on the defense end, and perhaps bring in an asset that's going to help this team. So I don't don't necessarily know if Varlamov is going to finish out his contract with this team because he has another year after this year, right? So I think maybe this summer is where we see Varlamov dealt. And finally, Malamina22 asking, question brewing, what about the coaches and GMs who are leading the team. She's referencing, I believe, the Olympic coaches uh, and Olympic uh, Olympic GMs that are obviously Olympic or NHL GMs and NHL coaches. I believe they don't go. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think No, 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 they don't go. I agree that the they league, do not go. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree that they do not go because of their association with right, the league. Right, right. Since the league is not going, they will not go. Correct. I think they're going to, which is, again, what do they do now, right? Yeah. Who, who who stabs those benches? Who yeah. who literally staffs? I hear David Quinn's not doing anything these days. <laughs> I don't think he is. That's true. Yeah, I, I, look, your guess is as good as mine. I, I agree that I don't think that anybody's going to go. But, uh, you know, on the GM and coach side, but but what do they do as a backup plan? I guess you just have to assume, like you said, that they have some backup and yeah. contingency plans and places to kind of scramble and, and get people out there. Or, like you also said, maybe they just shelve a, a Olympic hockey this year if the Olympics even happen, still happen. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Right. Whole other conversation. All right. Well, that's questions brewing, Shawnee. That's all we got today. That's all we got. All right. Well, folks, as always, thank you so much for throwing your questions at us here for the Questions Brewing segment brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Christian, we got anything else here? Are we ready to wrap? Let's wrap. Christian's ready to wrap. So, folks, going to play this music for you right here. And we're going to get out of here. want to thank you all so much for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY and your favorite podcast providers later on. Huge thanks to Brian Compton of NHL.com for joining us. Always a great spot with him. And, of course, a huge thanks 
to our great sponsors, RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. The best place to catch the aisles when you can't make it to the game. And don't just go for the aisles. They have live music, comedy nights, trivia, and the late night bar scene. They have it all. They and do. of course, a big thanks to Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Yeah. Their brand new location in East Islip. Wood, and of course, UBS Arena, an official partner of New York Islanders and the greatest deli around. Check the menu out at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. And a huge thanks to Thai Technology, a voice-over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at thaitechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. And, of course, a huge thanks to Oyster Bay Brewing Company located at 36 Audrey Avenue in Oyster Bay. You can order their great beers and merchandise at oysterbaybrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or shipping anywhere in New York and get 15% off with coupon code H-N-I-N-Y. If you dig what we're doing here at Hockey Night in New York, please follow us on Twitch. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe over your favorite podcast providers. And if you want to follow us on the social medias, follow Christian on Twitter at C underscore Arnold. Zero one. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We hope you all have a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you may celebrate. We'll be back next week for Christian Arnold. My name is Sean Cuthbert. We have been Hockey Night in New York. We will see you next week. Bye. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Boom. Bing bong.